W, the one and only Water Walking Warrior, and you're listening to WTFSDB, broadcasting as Funk Nation Radio in Freemansburg, Pennsylvania, and my hometown, Peoria. All right, all right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fulton. We are live here at FunkNationRadio.com. Designer Milan Rouge Harris is giving winter streetwear style tips. The designer is preparing for another Milano de Rouge luxury streetwear release. Black-owned streetwear brand Milano de Rouge is more than just a multi-million dollar fashion empire with dope two-piece sets, sweatsuits, and jackets. It's the brainchild of founder Milan Rouge to create a place where luxury meets sweet streetwear, and who better to curate such a vibe than a black woman? I was always in love with streetwear. In 2012, when I was dating one of my ex-boyfriends, I would literally wear all of his clothes. He had a bunch of designer clothes and would literally wear them, add my heels to it, and make it sexy. That inspired me to create a unisex brand. In addition to creating a hub for black female fashion enthusiasts, Rouge Harris has continued to use her high-quality brand as a platform philanthropy. Uh, Milano de Rouge's philanthropic efforts include donations of more than $50,000 within the first six months of the COVID pandemic to mothers in need, an annual inner city back-to-school backpack giveaway, and annual partnerships with local Philadelphia charities. 
Furthermore, for a small business Saturday, Milano de Rouge gave back $10,000 to small businesses and donated 1,000 of the brand's sweatsuits and 25,000 pairs of slides to Haiti and other third world countries through the nonprofit organization Souls for Souls. Moreover, in collaboration with Black Lightning actress and Fear founder Nafisa Williams, Rouge Harris hosted a 20K challenge for women in need to donate $1,000 each to 20 women to help pay their bills during this past holiday season. Um, she's talking about how to style your streetwear appropriately for the cold winter months and some advice that she'd give her younger self before stepping into the fashion industry. So when she was asked how she's seen women infiltrate and dominate the streetwear style space, she said, I feel like we always were there, but I just don't think we got the recognition that we deserve. Women have always loved streetwear, and a lot of us had streetwear brands for like 10 years now. With the current climate of everybody starting to appreciate women's work, we're being more highlighted. She also talks about her background um, in Philadelphia that really just kind of added to that vibe that she is um, going forth to create for her brand. Philly is all about streetwear. We love layers, we love sweatshirts, and we love dressing it up with heels and stockings. We've always been about the streetwear aesthetic and making it our own. Layers are definitely key streetwear style tips. I feel like a trench coat is a staple piece to have this winter. We have our Christian trench at Milano de Rouge, and just being able to layer that over a sweatsuit and invest underneath it doing denim, denim, and then layering it with the trench coat. It's a really cool style. Even sweatsuits. You can wear your sweatsuits with heels on. You can put it on with sneakers if you decide to. Um, And then she spoke about um, some advice that she might give her younger self about venturing into fashion and getting into streetwear. I would say stick to what you know. Like stick to your gut instinct and do what makes you feel happy because that's what people dig. Create what you love and just wear it. I get a lot of sales because I wear my stuff and I wear it faithfully because I create things that I actually love and enjoy. I would just tell my younger self the same thing. Don't focus on competition or your competitors. Just stick to your vision and just stick with your goals. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Yeah, Milano de Rouge is definitely um, a line that I appreciate. It really gives kind of like a vibe of um, like an elevated streetwear. So it's streetwear, but it's also like fashion. So it really and then what it does is kind of create like this motivation for you to not um, overthink your fashion choices. A lot of the time we make that space so complicated and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's exactly what you want it to be. It's exactly what you're trying to create. And nine times out of 10, it should be comfortable and it should be about what works for you 
um, from task one to task 10 in your day, from point A to point B in your day. So you can find that on milanoderouge.com. That is always available online. Um, and yeah, I mean, listen, streetwear is, is in. I have definitely gone to patronize streetwear a little bit more just because, um, listen, I'm a mother now and I need to be comfortable, but it's gotta be cute. Um, so I actually just posted a Valentine's day lookbook on YouTube that was giving, you know, some outfit inspo for the past, uh, Valentine's day holiday weekend. And one of the outfits, the first one I was wearing was like sweats, uh, a sweatsuit coordinate with a pair of Jordans. And it was cute. You can tell me it was cute and I was comfortable. I was absolutely comfortable. So the functionality and just doing those two things is necessary. It is absolutely necessary. So when we come back, I'll be talking a little bit more about um, some some fashion things, some representation things uh, here at Faith and Fashion 360. Make sure you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show on Facebook, and make sure you tap into my text community by texting FF360 to 610-897-7964. Get into some music, and we'll be right back.
You're listening to Funk Nation Radio, WTFS-DB, in Freemansburg, Pennsylvania, and Hempstead, New York. All right, all right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosso, and we are live here at FunkNationRadio.com. So, Gabrielle Union Weed... Dwayne Weed and their youngest daughter, Kavaya Jean Union Weed, have teamed up with children's clothing brand Janie and Jack for their newest campaign. Unveiling a collection of multicolored spring wear, the Wades are bringing their love and style to the new generation. The apparel, which recently launched, was inspired by Kavaya and was designed with the help of her parents. Featuring dresses, shirts, shorts, rompers, ponchos, two-piece sets, swimming gear, a hoodie, sandals, socks, the clothing is primed for kids who are all about exploring joy. The Waves have been such incredible supporters of Janie and Jack over the years, allowing us to be a part of so many special family moments. 
With this partnership, we hope to celebrate friendship and style through an imagined world by Kavaya James. With that in mind, together we have created this joyful collection. Um, Dwayne Wade shared a little bit about the partnership with Janie and Jack saying, I think this is one of those partnerships for us that just became as organic as they can. Janie and Jack does a great job in the kids category and Kavaya, she looks good in them. She wears it a lot. We wanted to bring, um, Kavaya and girls that look like Kavaya to the masses. We just want to tell stories. So Janie and Jack was a partnership that we were able to tell our story with. He also talks a little bit about how he encourages his children's creativity, saying if you kid bring something home, obviously as parents, we try to celebrate them. We try to put it up on the refrigerator or whatever your way is. We all try to encourage them. And I think we continue that journey. You try to find out things by looking very closely, the things that they take on to that they're interested in outside of what they learned from you. And you just try to go there as much as possible and help them along the way. So I think just really paying attention is the way to support their creativity because you kind of get a chance if you pay attention to see your kid. Um, yeah, the Janie and Jack collection is definitely perfect for the spring. Um, perfect for little black girls. Um, perfect for just kind of creating like a super colorful vibe to your child's wardrobe. The pieces are not crazy as far as the price tags and they are currently available. So that actually rolled out maybe about two weeks ago now. Um, and I believe that they are looking into kind of like a more long-term partnership. So it does not just end with the spring collection. Um, so <laughs> one of the funny things that I will say is Kavaya definitely looks a little bit more pleased to be here than she had looked in the past. Like it was hilarious as they were kind of like chronicling her, um, as she was like a little bit younger because girlfriend looked like she could not be bothered with a lot of the things. So now she can be bothered with a couple of things. And um, one of those is the Janie and Jack collection that um, her parents have assisted her in curating. Um, so again, that is available. They've got really nice colored stripes and just super bright pigmented, saturated colors. Um, and I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. One of the things that he talks about is making sure that um, kids like her are bring, being brought to the masses and presented. And I think that that is very important, especially at such a young, impressionable age, to get to see yourself, to get to see that you can wear these clothes, that you get a chance to do these things, that you get a chance to experience these um, what should not be seen as like luxury experiences. These need to become the normal for our children as well. So um, I definitely get the feel when perusing the website that this is the vibe that they're trying to put off and really, um, you know, celebrate the magic that our beautiful little black girls and boys, because it is a unisex line, like you're able to purchase 
for your little boy as well as your little girl. Um, so that again is now available. Shouts to Miss Kavaya Union James Wade Lord. That must be like a that must be a famous thing because Lord, her her name is her name is a lot. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. We come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about diversity within our diversity on our screens diversity is currently happening like we are um, getting to see some things on television that we may not have experienced before Um, I also did want to talk about Madam CJ Walker her great great granddaughter is sliding back into the hair care lane so obviously just in time for Black History Month, we absolutely have to talk about that as well. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back.
All right, all right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at FunkNationRadio.com. 100 years after breaking barriers, Madam C.J. Walker launches a new hair care line. The founder's great-great-granddaughter, Aaliyah Bundles, joined forces with Walmart to create an accessible hairline that captures the spirit of America's first female self-made millionaire. In a roundtable discussion, Glamour sat down with Bundles, Sundial Brand CEO Kara Sabin, Walmart Merchandising Director of Specialty Hair Angela Angel Beasley, and Walmart Omni Associate Merchant Lynn Nestor to reflect on Madam Walker's life and legacy. It's been over a century since Madam C.J. Walker launched the first products from her eponymous hair care brand. Founded in 1906, the Madam C.J. Walker Company is known and credited for the mass distribution of hair products for black and textured hair in America during a time where products were not accessible or marketed to African Americans. The brand's breakthrough product, Madam Walker's Wonderful Hair Grower, brought Walker across the country, knocking on the doors of consumers, and eventually helped build the empire that made her the first female self-made millionaire in American history. Today, Madam C.J. Walker's impact on the beauty industry is immense and apparent. While Walker is revealed for her self-made millionaire status, it was her products and the community she fostered that created a legacy. Now that legacy continues with a new hair care line, Madam by Madam C.J. Walker. Created for the next generation of beauty obsessives, Madam by Madam C.J. Walker features 11 new products ranging from curl creams and leave-in conditioners to shampoos and scalp serums, all inspired by the beauty legend herself. Walker's great-great-granddaughter, journalist and historian Aaliyah Bundles, teamed up with Walmart to make an accessible line that reflects the quality and values of the original Madam C.J. Walker products. Each product retails for under $10 and upholds Madam Walker's philosophy that a healthy scalp is key for strong hair. But Bundles insist her great-great-grandmother's influence goes beyond beauty. Madam Walker represents this arc of a life to overcome obstacles. She was mentored by other black women. When she finally had the chance and was in a position, she opened doors for other black women. She was a washerwoman until she was 38. But then she invented this formula for hair care products and realized that she was addressing a need that other women had. As she traveled around selling the products, she saw that these women were really happy to have hair care products. But what they needed was education and economic independence. She made that as much a part of her mission as the products themselves. Bundles worked with Sundial brand CEO Kara Sabin, Walmart Merchandising Director of Specialty Hair, and Walmart Omni Associate Merchant to develop the new line, which brings the history Madam Walker to 2022 and most importantly to Gen Z. What really ties everything together is our scalp to strand system which is a nod to Madam C.J. Walker and her original iconic product, The Wonderful Hair Grower. We're targeting a younger consumer. We're on TikTok and there's some really exciting content coming. But at the heart of it, we wanted to make sure that we were honoring the legacy of Madam C.J. Walker. 
I love it. When asked why it was so important to make this line accessible, Kara Sabin said, growing up as a young girl, if you wanted to have access to products that were designed for your hair texture, you really had to go out of the way. They weren't at your local store. You would have to go to an independent beauty salon or maybe your stylist. That changed over the past couple of decades with the invention of Shea Moisture and other brands. We thought the accessibility of the price point was critically important. Then just the breadth of the reach of Walmart. If you're going to create something that's accessible for everyone, Walmart is your partner. How much did you reference the brand's history in creating this new line? Aaliyah states the scalp and hair health, the empowerment of women, all of those things were very much a part of our earliest conversations. Madam Walker's wonderful hair grower, her main product, the DNA and legacy of that is woven into this. It's all new formulas because we have a hundred years of research and development. But the idea that you have to first have a great product with great ingredients, you have to market that product. You have to make sure that people know how to use it. You have to surround yourself with a strong team. All of that is very much a part of what the product is now. If you could ask Madam C.J. Walker one question, what would it be? We call her a trailblazer, and she indeed was one. But when you really think about a Black woman, in the early 1900s, there was no path for her. Where did she get that confidence and that insight, and that vision? What propelled her to know that she could create a path, even though no one had done before what she had done? They also go on to give advice to women entrepreneurs um, and show a little bit about the collection, which is now available at Walmart. Um, So I will go ahead and post this article. Make sure you're following me on Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show. But I think that that is fantastic. Um, Just in the values and mission that the original brand stood for, um, as well as just kind of continuing on a legacy, specifically targeting like a younger consumer. Cause I think what happens a lot of the time is like, there's such a rich history that unfortunately for one reason or another is not taught or, you know, um, the kids today are not exposed to. So shouts to them that is now available in stores at Walmart, as well as on walmart.com. And they've got everything from the serums to the sprays um, for all of the different texture hairs. And again, that's just in time for Black History Month. So um, definitely make sure you go ahead and get into that. When we come back, we're going to be talking about some Black-owned candle businesses to really help up your home decor game. Um, So I am a self-proclaimed candle snob and this was like right down my wheelhouse, but I absolutely wanted to go ahead and share the information. So we'll talk a little bit, come back here on Faith and Fashion 360, get into some music and we'll be right back. Hey everyone, it's Onyx Frederick and you are now tuned in to Faith and Fashion 360 only on Funk Nation Radio. Thank you. 
feels like I've been down to the river. You washed away all my shame. No longer bound because I'm forgiven. Yeah, I've been made free from sin's guilty stain. Your life for me that I might be saved. You changed my destiny with the awesome price you paid. Now I can say, all things are passed away, all things are new. I'm not the same. Yes, I've been changed. Yes, I've been changed. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. I found my life in you. sinner no greater love have I ever known and now I've got power to walk like a winner oh though I may fail he still calls me his own With the awesome price you paid Now I can say
never be the same. He changed me, and I'll never be the same. He changed me, and I'll never be the same. He changed me, I'll never be the same. He changed me. So I'll never, never be the same. He changed me. He changed me. I'll never, never be the same. He changed me. Sing that. He changed me. I'll never, never be the same. He changed me. He changed me. I'll never, never. Just the church. Come on, say, say. He changed me. I'll never, never be the same. He changed me. So I'll never be the same. He changed me. And I'll never be the same. He changed me. He changed me. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show. We are live here on thunknationradio.com and we are getting ready to talk about candles because candles are a lifestyle and a way of life and necessary and to have a hundred is not to have a problem. So I'm here to share 20 black women owned candle companies to up your home decor game. So let's get right into it. Obviously, I'm not going to get through all 20, but I will go ahead and post this for your information. Make sure you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show. The first one is Cabo after a good cry candle. Rachel Femi and Naomi Adioma founded Cabo Candles because they didn't see people like them represented in the echo conscious candle space. It's candles after a good cry and wash day come in eco-friendly packaging down to the biodegradable packing peanuts and tape and come with curated Spotify playlists to match each candle's mood. The founders recommend enjoying the candles as you lie on the couch, hair up, flaming hot Cheetos on hand, strenuous YouTube workout, playing to nobody. Number two is Embody Mahogany Teakwood Candle. The falfate-free candles are way too beautiful to burn. If you are attracted, they have just enough of a surprisingly masculine smell. Citrus, jasmine and lily, teakwood and musk. Next up is the Gilded Body Pink Onyx Marble Candle. These extremely luxe vessels come with two parts, the quartz exterior and the wax candle insert that can be replaced so that you can see the aesthetic but alternate between such scents as fig tree, peony and English garden to name a few. We also have the Harlem Josephine Candle. This stunningly beautiful candle is named for Josephine Baker, the iconic dancer, spy, and black feminist activist. The heroic paper helped to defeat the Nazis as a spy, collecting information while performing in France, then returned to the U.S. and became an activist, fighting racist policy in her home country. Founders Harry Johnson uses her candles to pay homage to the Harlem Renaissance. Each candle is an education in the beauty, 
and richness of Black American artists of the last century. The Josephine borrows from the actual sense of Baker's boudoir, Bergamo, Moroccan rose, Indian jasmine, liquid amber, sweet tonka bean, and sandalwood. Next up is the Marie Burgo Calabas Candle. These candles are functional works of art. They come in a ceramic vessel made in the Caribbean island of Martinique with a satisfying 70-hour burn time. First of all, 70 hours? I need that just because. Like if a candle is able to because you know like sometimes you'll light a candle and you feel like the smell just kind of was like super strong when it started and then it wears off so I would love a candle that burns for 70 hours and still has like that same strength and potency um within hour number 75 I'm just saying these are good qualities to have for sure. Um, the other thing I was laughing about is the one brand was talking about like it's biodegradable packaging and the packing peanuts. Packing peanuts are hilarious. My daughter, although in toddlerhood, she still has a tendency to throw things in her mouth and she ate a packing peanut the other day, like threw it in her mouth and it started to dissolve. Her dad was so freaked out. Um, but yeah, so that was just my aside that nobody asked for, but don't eat packing peanuts. I'll just say that. Um, next up we have the cognitive cafe candle. These candles are made by a holistic coach whose background is working with children with disabilities. Her candles have a therapeutic feel with rosemary, eucalyptus, and flower petals all within the candle. Love it. Um, next up, we have all aromatic ceramic black candle. Mm. A gorgeous reusable ceramic vessel Optional rose petal inserts, personalized text, and scents like moody amber, musk, and plum or refreshing citrus burst in bergamot. So I will obviously go ahead and post this for your information, but you can never have too many candles. Like you can never have too many because it just depends on the room like every room has a different kind of vibe and an energy it depends on the price it depends on if there is a sale because if there's a sale your girl is going nuts um so i will go ahead and post that make sure you're following me on faith and fashion 360 the radio show um and i will go ahead and post this so you can get into some places where you can add to your candle collection when we come back, we'll be talking a little bit about Miss Ava DuVernay, who got candid about her reason why she did not want to get married or have children. We think that we get to the end of having to have these conversations, but apparently we do not. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Love gospel music, Christian hip-hop, rhythm and praise. Then Funk Nation Radio is the way to go all day. 
Hey, this is your girl, Marette Brown-Clark. I like this show. You're listening to Faith and Fashion 360 with my girl, Brianna. Father, you're so faithful. You're so holy. You're so perfect. You're so near, you're so near, you're so close. We acknowledge your presence in this place. Oh, Father, we acknowledge your presence in this place. We thank you for the opportunity to be close to you. We thank you for the opportunity to be a part of what you're doing to the earth. Hallelujah. Creation is groaning, awaiting for your sons and daughters to realize who they are. So, Father, we thank you for allowing us to be a part of a movement that's awakening sons and daughters. Hallelujah. That's awakening the dead. That's awakening the sleeping soul. Hallelujah. We thank you for the resurrection power that's in worship. Hallelujah. We thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your spirit that the same power that resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead is the same spirit and the same power that lives inside of us even now as we worship. Father, we worship from our spirits, hallelujah, fleshly place, but from our spirits we worship, from our souls we dig deep wells of worship. This is all about you, this is all about you, this is all about you. No one is the star, there's no celebrities, there's no one man, it's only about Jesus, hallelujah, it's only about Jesus, it's only about Jesus, you are our attention, you are our focus. You are our one desire. Father, it's you. Jesus, it's you. Savior, it's you. Master, it's you. Holy, it's you. It's you. It's you. It's you, Jesus. you've done before, let it not just stay in this room. Let the purity and the power of these songs resonate resonate in hearts all around the world. Let your presence that we house in this room, let it be on every lyric. Let it be on every melody. Let it ride on every word. Let your presence be made manifest in every home that this album is played. Father, we're asking for more. We're asking for hey, We're asking for more. We're not satisfied with what has been. We are asking for more of your presence. We are not content with what has been. We are asking for more of your glory, more of your power, more of your spirit. Father, we pray for these minstrels, every leader that sings, every minstrel that plays tonight. Father, would you play and sing through them? Lead their hands, lead their uh, speak in their ears, even play out new melodies in their ears. Let the sound of heaven be so loud. Open up their spirits to be more sensitive and aware of what you want to do in the music realm, Father. Lead us tonight. 
We are nothing without you. <laughs> we are nothing without you. There's no artistry. There's no math. There's no anything. We are nothing without your hand and your grace. For it's not by might or by power, but by your spirit. Put your spirit on this thing, Father. Put your spirit on this thing. Let your pleasure be known and felt. Hallelujah. Let your pleasure be known and felt on these songs tonight. We desire to make you smile. Just for 15 seconds, just fill this room with worship. Come on.
back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at FunkNationRadio.com. Ava DuVernay has joined in on the conversation surrounding successful Black women opting out of getting married and having kids while live, while still living a full life. Tracy Ellis Ross has become kind of the poster child for that thanks to social media. Um, people created means of the actress fitting the rich auntie aesthetic. But she's just living her best single happy life. She said, I didn't see enough examples of different versions of how a woman can find happiness and joy and power and sensuality. All of that without it being through the lens of how she's seen by a man. Someone said, you're the poster child for being single. And I was like, great. But what I would prefer is that I'm the poster child for living my life on my terms and that there's a version of that for everyone. Ava is making a conscious effort to do the same. The director got her start in television and film later on in life in comparison to her counterparts. And so she's been more focused on her career. But now she's leaning. She's learning that life is more than just work. And she opened up about it. I've gotten a bit stagnant in my relationships with people, the way that I've organized my life. We need to keep meeting new people, challenging relationships, moving out of relationships that don't serve us anymore. There's that line people say, no new friends. But there can be. I can't mature in my work if I don't open my life a bit more. I don't have kids by choice and I'm not married by choice. I was able to embrace my career later in life, in my 30s. So I'm going to do what feels good to me, and I'm going to have fun. The Los Angeles native worked as a publicist for many years before she picked up a camera. After the success of her short film, Saturday Night Life, Ava went on to film Middle of Nowhere, I Will Follow, and her breakout film, Selma. Her seemingly rise to fame has kept her busy, so much so that she has been called a workaholic, a term she despised. I feel like I've made it through something. We're still in a pandemic, and it's a tough time. I'm clear about the things that are important to me now and prioritizing things. I'm someone who is a real workaholic, and I always resented being called that because it makes me sound like an addiction. My work is my heartbeat, and I enjoy doing it, so I always resented it being called something negative. Um, you know, this was a conversation that I had in an interview that I just did with Stay by Stacy Angela for Stay Media and um, her magazine publication. And uh, one thing that the pandemic, you know, really at its peak and at its height did for me was force me to a place where I was prioritizing things a little bit differently and looking differently at the way that I prioritize things. So prior to being in this space of social and financial isolation and unknowing, 
Um, there were a lot of things that we might have thought were important. There were a lot of things we made time for, a lot of things we sacrificed for that now we might look at two years later and say, huh, that's not as big a thing as I thought it was. And, um, you know, where she was talking about how she was making things a priority, there are things that she decided to make a priority. And we get into these conversations so much about, um, you know, why a person isn't doing this or, you know, making wild assumptions about why they haven't done a thing when in actuality, they're just, they're just happy and content with that decision that they made. And, um, you know, one thing that I will absolutely stand on is that being intentional about giving birth and having a child really changes the trajectory of a household, um, of the environment that you foster and grow a child up in. Um, you know, I'll use myself as an example, but just being very intentional about even just who we were going to have around our child and in the name and in the godparents and, you know, um, Everything was so intentional and it removed the inevitable burden that um, burden and stress that can come with having a child and the uncertainty of not knowing how to navigate within that space. So, you know, it's really important to not just do a thing because someone suggested it, because people feel like it's a good idea, just as a peer pressure kind of thing, uh, because that decision can definitely have long term ramifications for um, for everybody, for everyone around them. So shouts to Ava for um, standing on that and saying this, this is my decision and this is where I'm at and this is how I'm contributing to the world and my contribution should not be within the confine, confines of, okay, uh, you know, how many kids do you have? Did you get the, the white picket fence and the, the 2.5 kids and the dog and, and yada yada? Um, because there are plenty of other ways to measure how purposeful someone is. I was going to say successful, but how purposeful someone is within their journey. Um, When we come back, we're going to be talking about some representation on television that has been happening, um, as well as some things that are getting ready to come up. There has been like a new cast of the color purple, there's going to be a Broadway uh, remake. And the names that are within this thing are just absolutely fantastic. So I'll tell you a little bit about that when we come back here on Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. This is Maison Electronic and you're listening to WTFS DB Broadcasting is Funk Nation Radio in Freemasonburg, Pennsylvania in Seattle, Washington, coast to coast funknationradio.com
Gates and high desert. Yeah. Open our mind as we cast away oppression. Yeah. Open the streets and watch our beliefs. And when they carve my name inside the concrete, I pray it forever. Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosun. We are live here at funknationradio.com. 
So the next couple stories I want to talk about just are about the new landscape that I really see kind of taking place on our television screens. So for very long, there has been this conversation around plus size representation in mainstream media. Um, typically, what you'll see are, um, I guess, some typecast situations, if you will, where you'll have plus size representation, but these people do not go on to have a fulfilling love life or wear the best fashions or be a character that is taken um, seriously, if you will. They are the comedic relief. They are the nurturer. They are the friend when you don't have another friend. Um, So we've seen a lot of that representation where like this is not a viable character. Like they don't have main character energy, if that makes sense. And um, recently there was a movie released on Lifetime, single black female, um, like single white female. And, um, you know, one of the things that really was awesome about it is that there's a movie with two dark skin plus size women as the lead. The 2022 film titled Single Black Female is a suspense-filled thriller with a twist on the original 1992 film Single White Female. Amber Amber Riley starred as Simone, a doting new assistant to Monica, played by Raven Goodwin. Raven Goodwin's character in Single Black Female is a popular TV show host still coping with the sudden and tragic death of her father. She finally decides to take some steps in piecing her life back together, which includes her enlisting the support of a new assistant, which she assumes will be a good thing for her until she slowly figures out Simone is far from what she pretends to be. We'll soon find out Simone and Monica are actually sisters, sharing the same father. Simone has come back seeking vengeance on a family who she believes never wanted her, as she is more than determined to take over Monica's life. Um, a couple things that people truly, truly enjoyed about the movie um, are, again, some of the things that wind up falling by the wayside when you are um, talking about plus-size representation within plus-size media, you know, and mainstream media. Um, so the first step here is plus-size women can be three-dimensional, too. In an interview with the Washington Post, Raven Goodwin highlighted that while the script for Single Black Female was terrific and she was excited to be part of the cast, she had to make some edits and add her own insight to the character Monica. In the original script, Monica was supposed to wake up from a night's sleep after her father's funeral and poker her stomach in a depressed fashion. Raven informed the writers that that was not what would be happening. She talked to the writers about how powerful Monica was as a character and exclaimed, I was like, absolutely not. That is not what we do when we need to feel powerful. You don't get to where that character is, nor do you get to where myself or Amber is in this business by getting up every morning and poking at your fat. 
And that's not what fat viewers had time to see. You also had the um, journey of love interests for the single black female. In the film, we see Molly by her colleague. They go out for drinks, make moves on the dance floor, and go, um, you know, they just basically have, you know, like a tangible relationship. Um, this is, again, not something that is seen within movies. Um, plus size women are not openly desired. It typically is something that happens is more you're talking about like a fetish or something that does not happen out in the open. So this is something, again, that people were definitely enjoying. Serving looks was definitely another one. Not only was the script for single black female giving range, but the fashion in the film was also phenomenal and catapulted the lead actresses to new heights. Everything that Raven Goodwin wore was coveted and people wanted it in their closets. The movie even featured a look from fellow plus-size media starlet and designer Nina Parker's collection from Macy's. All in all, single black female reminded the entertainment industry that it isn't hard to write three-dimensional characters for plus-size black women. They can have booming careers, have the bomb-supportive friends, and have a lively, vivacious love life. They too can have it all, and that's not as far-fetched as Hollywood likes to make it seem. Um, So single black female is now streaming on... Uh, Lifetime, I myself have not gotten a chance to watch it yet, but I definitely am going to tap in. Um, I agree with so much about this article, and I think, again, it's just really finding people who are willing to write these stories and are willing to be at the helm of that representation. So when we come back, we got one more. We're talking about the Color Purple remake, which is just super exciting for my heart because me and you will never part. I'm just saying, that might have went over somebody's head, but I'm excited and I'll tell you a little bit about who is in the Color Purple remake and why this is just fantastic for the culture. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Never change for anybody else in the world. Skin girl, skin just like pearl. It's the best thing in the world. I never trade you for anybody else singing. She says she really grew up boy like me. Don't believe in nothing but the Almighty. Just a little jeans and a pure whitey. She never dreamed forever be nobody wifey. Yeah. She all I mean, a pretty but your heart is a miss. Play you like a villain cause she caught in a way. Tonight I am walking away. Line to buy mine and I grind. Yeah, yeah. Tonight I might fall in love. Depending on how you owe me. I'm glad that I'm coming down. Let no one come control me. Keep dancing and call it love. She fights it by falling slowly. If ever you are in doubt, remember what mama told me. Brown skin girl, your skin just like pearls. You're back against the world. I never tried to 
judge you for anybody else a brown skin girl that skin just like pearls the best thing in all the world i never judge you for anybody else it like a trophy when naomi's walking she need an oscar for that pretty dark skin pretty like lupita when the camera's closing trip broke the levee when my kill is rolling i think tonight she might break her brave Melanin too dark to throw her shade. She minds her business and winds her waist. Go like 24K. Okay. Tonight I might fall in love. Depending on how you hold me. I'm glad that I'm calming down. Can't let no one come control me. Keep dancing and call it love. She fighting but falling slowly. If ever you are in doubt. Remember what mama told me, brown skin girl. Your skin just like pearls. You're back against the world. I never tried you for anybody else. Brown skin girl. Your skin just like pearls. The best thing about the world. I never tried you for anybody else. Have you looked in the mirror lately? Wish you could trade eyes with me. Complexion, but your skin is glow like diamonds. Dig me like the earth, you be giving birth to everything alive, baby. Know your worth. I love everything about you from your nappy curls to every single curve your body natural. Same skin that was broken, me the same skin taking over. Most things are the focus view, but when you're in the room, they notice you. Cause you're beautiful. You're listening to Funk Nation Radio, WTFS-DB, in Freemansburg, Pennsylvania, and Hempstead, New York. Right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosso, and we are live here at Funk Nation Radio. Director Blitz Bazawule is reimagining the color purple for a new generation. The 1985 historical drama based on the Alice Walker novel delved into the intimate suffering of Southern Black women in a way rarely portrayed in mainstream productions. Bazawulie co-directed Black is King and distributed his feature debut, The Burial of Kojo, on Netflix through Ava DuVernay's Array Films. The original production was directed by Steven Spielberg. 
and starred Whoopi Goldberg, Oprah Winfrey, and Danny Glover. It was then adapted into a Broadway musical in 2005, experiencing several star-studded revivals in locations including Chicago and London. The production earned Tony, Grammy, and Emmy Awards for its innovation. Oprah Winfrey, Steven Spielberg, have reunited to produce the musical remake, teaming up with legendary producer Quincy Jones and Scott Saunders, who developed and produced the original Broadway musical. Walker will serve as a producer. Marcus Gadley is penning the screenplay based on Walker's work and the musical. Fatima Robinson will choreograph the scenes which are expected to use music, motion, and elements of magical realism to tell the story. Here are the stars appearing in the remake. Danielle Brooks is Sophia. The Mahalia star and newlywed will be resuming her 2015 Broadway role. Taraji B. Henson is Shug Avery. The Golden Globe winner will portray the slick yet sweet nightclub singer. Fantasia is Seely. The Billboard and NAACP Image Award winner will be resuming her 2015 role as well. Haley Bailey is Nettie. The Little Mermaid and Grownish star will be applying her acting chops to the drama. Corey Hawkins is Harpo. Hawkins will go from the tragedy of Macbeth to domestic strife. Coleman Domingo is Mr. The Euphoria star and Zola star will go from dishing sage advice and collecting coins to sidelining his bride in the role Danny Glover embodied in the original. Let me tell you, we loved to hate Danny Glover. Her is Squeak. Her. Like the artist, her. I feel like I always have to say that just in case people are unaware. So I'm super excited about this because... Um, you have a lot of really good actors that like real life. I didn't even know they be singing and stuff like that. Um, so I'm very excited to see it. This one might get me out of the house. This one actually might get me out of the house. The last time I went to go see um, a Broadway musical. I took my husband while we were still dating to go see Les Mis. That's like his favorite Broadway situation. So I went to take him to see that. And um, otherwise, I had been watching. I watched Hamilton for Disney Plus. So that was fun. That was definitely an experience as well. Um, so yeah, this one might, this one might get me out of the house. I think, I think so. Um, so we can, I will definitely keep you guys updated on the Color Purple remake. Um, this is one of those things where I definitely can appreciate a remake. I cannot say that about a lot of the things. I feel like remakes are touchy, especially when it's like a cult classic, like when something was really, really accepted within the generation people quote it people love it it's a cultural reference and you're like yeah we're gonna remake it so you have like this emotional attachment for a lot of people where they're like um we didn't ask for this and then it's typically not received well off the bat 
before it even came out, before you even saw the uh, commercials for it, people were just like, no, we're not going to do that. I think that's how I feel about Home Alone. They did like this newer take on it. But when I watched it, it definitely, it was a new take. I wouldn't call that a remake from the original. So, I mean, remakes are definitely touchy, but I think that they've got a nice crew for this one for sure. So when we come back, we're going to be ending the show off talking about some boundaries. We talk about this a lot. It's almost like a buzzword at this point, but how can we truly commit to our boundaries? And I think one of the biggest ways is to start by... Um, creating some boundaries within your own life personally before you even start talking about other people. And in doing that and really committing to that, you allow yourself to be successful when you go forth to set boundaries with other people. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Make sure you're following me on Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show. And you can also go ahead and join my text community. So you're here with me. We're going to end the show off on a nice note. Get into some music and we'll be right back.
WTFSDB, Freemansburg, Pennsylvania, is Funk Nation Radio at FunkNationRadio.com. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosso, and we are live here at FunkNationRadio.com. So in 2022, as we have gone through, grown through, matured through a number of different circumstances, one word that I think we have all gotten comfortable with using is boundaries. One thing that I'm not sure that we've quite grasped is how to maintain those boundaries after like an emotional revelation. So like you realize that you probably should spend time, less time on social media or 
start saying no to people more. Um, you, you get to that moment, but maintaining it after you're not angry or feeling a certain way can be a little bit more difficult. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, boundaries are non-negotiables used to enforce where you stand with a person, place, thing, or idea. Boundaries protect you from various forms of danger, manipulation, or disrespect, and they can help you determine the appropriateness of something or someone. In short, boundaries act as the angel on your shoulder, forcing you to make good decisions. When communicating your boundaries, whether you're at work or school, applying them to the people around you, you should be assertive but respectful. Empathetic, but not overly apologetic. Confident, but not accusatory. And most importantly, firm, showing no signs of backing down or being swayed in a different direction. And when it comes to boundaries for ourselves, the truth is we think of it as setting lines with others, but we don't think about how we set boundaries within, causing us to go back on our word or breaking promises that we've actually made to ourselves. This causes us to take longer than expected when accomplishing something or going back to a situation that does not serve us. Um, Sometimes we cause our own suffering. So really establishing boundaries within yourself can look like a few things, but I think four really big examples I'll get ready to share with you and how you can make that commitment to yourself. Number one, making better financial decisions. We all have big financial goals, but sometimes we lack financial discipline because we don't know how or when to say no. We think those little splurges won't matter not realizing they eventually add up. And if we're not careful, that extra splurge can put a major dent in our finances, pushing us further away from our financial goals. One way to maintain financial boundaries with ourselves is by making a budget, sticking with it, and always keeping our why at the forefront. And if that doesn't help, hire a financial planner or coach for additional help. We are doing like growth groups at my church and I actually tapped into a financial growth group that we're doing. And um, one of the things we were talking about are eight things that we need to spend less money on. And when I tell you like this little snippet told me about myself it was just a um, couple of things they said were just like the run of the mill. You you definitely probably have thought about it, eating out and, um, you know, things like that. But a couple of things that like I didn't think about was late fees. That was like one of the things they mentioned, like you got to stop spending so much money on late fees. You just pay your stuff on time. You don't wind up accruing additional charges and making it like that much more difficult for yourself. Um, So really setting a budget is a good way to maintain a boundary for yourself. Number two, block that person who isn't good for you. There's always one person who seemingly has a hold on you so strong that you abandon all of your morals, standards, and values. They disappoint you time and time again make you feel like you're not good enough, and sometimes put you in the middle of situations you cannot navigate. 
While at times you feel like you're strong enough to reject their advances, they always find their way back because you have not blocked them. A huge boundary with ourselves that we often overlook is not blocking certain people from our lives. When we fail to do that, we leave ourselves susceptible to their advances and open to possible mistreatment and disrespect. If you want to protect your peace, block that person from everything and enlist some accountability partners to help you never go back. Listen, sometimes it is easier for us to let a thing go. Sometimes we work so hard to like grasp in desperation at something and we are bruising our hands. We're giving ourselves scratches and bruises and cuts and whelps that are never going to go away. Not realizing that we open ourselves up to more life when we let dead things go. Number three, don't settle. When it comes to settling, we don't just settle in relationships. We settle for jobs, friendship circles, and our goals because having a little something that resembles what we want is better than not having anything at all. Once the novelty is worn off, we find ourselves continuously searching for that little something time and time again, only to live a life of mediocrity, never being fully satisfied. Or worse, we tell ourselves that we're not deserving of nice things. The only way to get out of mediocrity and reinforce that you are worthy of a life you deserve is to set clear boundaries by not settling for less. And last but not least, commit to a healthier lifestyle. And health is not just in a physical sense. There's spiritual, mental, and emotional health too. A lot of times we fail in our pursuits of healthier lifestyle because we're not fully committed to taking care of our mind, body, and spirit. Taking the easy road and thinking about a quick fix is all we need when it should be about making a complete lifestyle change. Want to finally get your mind, body, and spirit on one accord and stop the cycle of constantly starting over? Practice boundaries when it comes to your health by being intentional about the changes you want to make. Other examples of self-care boundaries include time frames for screen time, not working on your off days, adhering to routines, not taking phone calls on certain days or at certain times, and distancing yourself from people who are no longer aligned with who you are. When establishing self-boundaries, it's important to remember that you don't have to change everything all at once because a little bit goes along way. And on that note, I pray that you guys have enjoyed Faith and Fashion 360. I pray that you are motivated to go into the rest of your week, killing every goal that you have set out or that God has placed in you. Make sure you are following me at Faith and Fashion 360 and the radio show on Facebook. Thank you all for continuing to tune in. Make sure you stick around for the rest of our Sunday night lineup. We got DJ Rich getting ready to come up and plenty more after that. Make sure you come back next week, same time, same place here at Funk Nation Radio. As always, happy Sunday and good night. This is my thank you to you. This is my thank you to you. Let's get it.
this, this, this little light of mine. I'ma let it shine, I paint nobody no mind. Cause when I was down and out, you came through. And when I had nobody else, I had you. To know that when I fall, you fall too. Know that when I fly, you fly too. And know that when we swag, we swag out. Haters hitting, they cancel the pass out. Look, this square pick that's trying to fit around hope. Trying to turn gas shoes into home sweet home. With my best against the wall, I had no one. Father, you held me and called me your own. This is the reason I know I belong. Never feel me yet, you're holding me strong. This is the reason I know I belong. Never feel me yet, you're holding me strong. Say, this is my thank you to you. This is my thank you to you. See all of the things I've been through. All of the things I've been through. See, this is my thank you to you. This is my thank you to you. See all of the things I've been through. Hey. This is my thank you. My Music, Christian hip hop, rhythm and praise. Then Funk Nation Radio is the way.